السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلي على رسول الكريم اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما all praise is due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam oh allah we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the satan and the evil of our souls amen ya rabbal alamin it is indeed only the grace and mercy of almighty allah jalla wala that we continue with our tafsir and commentary of the noble quran our starting point is surah number chapter number 27 verse number 41 In our previous lesson, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala informed us regarding Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu wassalam. When the envoy came there to visit Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu wassalam after they had sent the gifts there to Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam, he informed the envoy of the Queen of Sheba, فَمَا آتَانِيَ اللَّهُ خَيْرٌ مِمَّا آتَاكُمْ What Almighty Allah has given me is much, much superior and greater compared to the gifts and presents you have given me. What you have given me, you think you're going to bribe me up? Therefore, I mentioned in the time of Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahimahullah, when he was the Khalifa and Amirul Mu'mineen. That was in the year 99 to 101 after Hijrah. People would bring gifts, he would tell them that you take it back. People would say it is sunnah, he used to say, Kaanat sunnah, it was sunnah, ammal yawm fayya rishwa, as for today it is bribery. Bal antum bihadiyyatikum tafrahoon. But you are the ones, you are very, very joyous and happy and elated with your gifts and presents. But as for me, Almighty Allah has given me the biggest and the greatest kingdom. No person ever will have such a kingdom after me. So you go back and tell the queen there of Sheba, of Sabah, that if she does not come, then we will come there and remember they will not be able to oppose us and then they will be disgraced and humiliated. Thereafter, Nabi Sulaiman addressed his cabinet and said, Who can bring her arsh? Qabla ayyatuni muslimin. Her arsh meaning her throne before they come here. So if read from the jinn, a very big jinn said, Ana atika bihi qabla ayyant antaquma min maqamik. I will bring it before you can stand up from your place. وَإِنِّي عَلَيْهِ لَقَوِيٌّ أَمِينٌ I am very powerful and strong and amin, very, very faithful and loyal. The person with knowledge, again, it shows the superiority of knowledge. 
So the one with the knowledge said, Ana atika bihi, that I will bring it to you, qabla ayyartadda ilayka tarfuk, that before the blinking of your eye, and before the winking of your eye. So imagine, that was the karamat all Allah gave them. Suddenly the arsh, the throne of Bilqis, is there in the presence of Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam. فَلَمَّا رَآهُ مُسْتَقِرًّا إِنَّهُ He saw it established there by him. قَالَ هَذَا مِنْ فَضْلِ رَبِّي He said, this is the grace of all, Matthew Allah, Jalla Wala. Each one of us, we have our homes, we have our cars, our shops, our factories, whatever. Always say, هَذَا مِنْ فَضْلِ رَبِّي Don't say, it is my business acumen, or I deserve it, or I worked hard for it. All that is secondary. First and foremost, attribute it to Almighty Allah. This is the grace of my Allah, my sustainer, nourisher, provider. So my Almighty Allah is now putting me to a test. Am I grateful or am I ungrateful? So all these bounties which Almighty Allah has conferred upon us, are we grateful? Do we use it in the halal manner? Then we are grateful. If we are abusing it or using it in the haram manner, then that is am akfur, akfur ye in the meaning of kufran. Kufran means to be ungrateful of the bounties and favors of Almighty Allah. Therefore, the non-Muslim is called kafir. He rejects the oneness or the uniqueness or the attributes or the articles of faith. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Quran Kareem, the other Anbiya and messengers, the other books, scriptures and so forth. So therefore the kafir. But the person who is believing and yet we abuse the bounties of Allah, we call it kufran. So whenever we are, we are enjoying the bounties daily, every moment of Almighty Allah. So we should say, وَمَنْ شَكَرَ فَإِنَّمَا يَشْكُرُ لِنَفْسِ So whosoever makes shukar, so he is making shukar for himself, meaning it's for your own benefit. Therefore, daily, O Muslim, read to rakat salah, to shukar, to thank Almighty Allah. وَمَنْ kafara And whosoever is ungrateful, meaning that he is not grateful to Allah, either he makes kufr, goes out to the fall of Islam, or he makes kufran or ni'mah, ungrateful of the bounties of Allah, although he is a Muslim. فَإِنَّ رَبِّي غَنِيٌّ كَرِيمٌ Then my sustainer, nourisher, provider is ghani, totally independent, and kareem, he is the one that is so generous and so honorable. He keeps on giving us. And then when the human being takes undue advantage, then Almighty Allah Jalla Wala snatches that bounty away. Today's lesson, Surah 27, Surah Namal, verse number 41. Now he, Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam, receives wahi, obviously, that she, Bilqis, according to the historians, is not mentioned in the Quran Sharif or in the Sunnah of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, the authentic Sunnah. This is the historians. That before she comes, and she will come with her entourage and so forth, because she does not want war against Nabi Sulaiman and his army. So he's got the army of human beings and jinnat and so many other powers he has. Never there would have help and mercy of Allah. 
So he, Nabi Sulaiman salam, sees that throne and that arsh, as they call it. So as it mentioned in the Noble Quran, so arsh means something high. Therefore, it's called arsh. So there is kufr signs there, symbols of kufr and so forth. So what does Nabi Sulaiman salam, tell the jinn? Qala nakkiru laha arshaha. You, the jinn, what you must do, that you must alter and bring changes to this arsh and this throne of hers that belongs to her, you bring changes. We don't want all these signs of kufr and shirk and polytheism and blasphemy here. Nanzur, we will then see, is she going to walk on the right path? Will she bring iman? Or will she be from those people who will not bring iman? From here we deduce one big lesson. When something is under our jurisdiction, our authority, in our power, then remember we must remove everything of kufr, shirk and so forth. Easy example, we are going now to the airport, we are going to the post office, or we are going to some public place, and that place there belongs to the government, or belongs to some other company, and so forth. So we had some work there, there are idols there, or there are some crucifix there, the crosses there, or whatever. So obviously, we are not told now we must go and break it, and so forth, we don't have the jurisdiction. But if it is in our house, somebody gave us a gift, and in that gift there is a sign of kufr and shirk, so either we destroy it, or if we can melt it or something, for example, that it is gold, and it's got some sign, and you can melt it, make some jewelry or whatever, that's fine. So you must remember that once it comes by us, so we have our authority over it. We have power over it. So yeah, Nabi Sulaiman did that to show that, remember, we will never allow kufr and shirk that yeah, by in our palace, in our jurisdiction, and so forth. So it's a big lesson to learn. Today we are the ones that instead of we influencing the lives of others, we get influenced by them. And that is why we find this humiliation and disgrace today. Now she approaches and she comes. That is the Malika Sabah, the Queen of Sheba. Hence, subsequently, thereafter. Hence, when she came, she arrived. That is Bilqis now. So we'll just call her Bilqis because the historic name, the Queen came. Qil, it was asked of her. Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam, aid his entourage, aid his police and security, everybody. So somebody asked, Aha kada arshuk, is your throne similar to this? Is it yours? Is it like yours? So remember that she got a shock because she knew that it is hers, but she was intelligent as well. She said, yes, it is something similar. So now she's seeing the power of Nabi Sulaiman that the man invited me, otherwise there should be a war. Not only invited me, brought my entire throne here as well. 
And she said, that is the queen. And we have been given the knowledge. Before it, before this, yeah, about the arsh and so forth, that all this. So remember, and and all these powers and signs. And we were told about the knowledge that you have. You have the knowledge of the birds. You have the knowledge of the ants. You have the power over the gene. Min ha. So remember before her coming and before all that. Wa kunna muslimin. So before all this, so we are the ones that we now submitting. We must not make a mistake here. The submitting here doesn't mean she embraced Islam as yet. You must remember that she's still going to embrace Islam as you will see in the few, in the next few verses. So yeah, it means we are surrendering to you. We are not making a war, no declaration of war. So don't confuse issues. So when she arrived, so she said, yes, it is something similar. And she said, And remember that Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla gave her knowledge. So she said, we brought this, we know we were given this knowledge. Because her envoy told her also that remember how powerful, how mighty, what magnificent palace and power Nabi Sulaiman is. So min so before her coming and all that also, wa kunna muslimin, and remember that we are the ones who submit. Now you know when you go to these big, big royal palaces, they have all these beautiful streams and rivulets and so forth. So Nabi Suleiman his kingdom no one can ever dream and compare about in the entire world. So what prevented her from bringing Iman? So Almighty Allah is saying, and was saddaha, and it prevented her. That she was worshipping that besides Almighty Allah. As remember, hood hood inform. You must remember, Nabi Sulaiman salam that they were the people that they were yes judun Allah. They were sun worshippers and mushriks and people who committed shirk and polytheism. Waswadaha and it prevented her Bilkis Makanat whatever she was worshipping besides Allah. Look in today's age. People say they're intelligent. People say they have academic careers and they are genius. But what genius and great scientist is that when he can't recognize is Allah? Now what will they tell you? They will tell you no that you must prove Allah scientifically. So you must ask them the simple question, is everything in science correct or is there always chances of new experiments, new observations, and then that theory will be debunked and it will be thrown away to the scraps of history. So it shows that science itself is subject to evolvement. Science itself is not something that is 100% correct because it is evolving. So why must we say that prove Allah through science? Remember that is Allah is perfect. Everything Allah's all hearing, Allah is all knowing, Allah is all seeing. So all that who created this entire creation, who makes the sun rise, who makes the sun set. So all that there has to be a creator. 
So people today want to take Allah and the existence of Allah and want to prove it with something that is defective and that is science. Because science itself, the scientists on theories, they have differences. So whose science are you going to prove it with? Therefore, we gave you the principle before in life. Remember when there is a difference between reason and revelation, always we give revelation preference. And when there's a collision between reason and our desires, then we must give our intelligence, our reasoning and power, that we must give preference. I gave you the robot, the traffic light example. You have green, you have orange, you have red. Green, revelation, always practice on Quran and Sunnah. And the orange, that is the intelligence. So when that reasoning and intelligence is in conflict with the revelation, then always we must give preference to revelation. And the red, that is our worms, fancies and desires. So we can practice on worms, fancies, desires sometimes, but remember that not when it goes against our intelligence, it goes against revelation, then that would not be permissible. So that is what we need to understand. So she, what prevented her? They were practicing on their worms, fancies and desires. They were practicing on what their forefathers were doing. They were practicing what the environment and people were doing, the custom and tradition. Innaha kanat min qawmin kafirin. Indeed, she was with the people who are disbelievers. That's what I'm telling you. So what happens? Nabi Sulaiman Islam gave a da'wat. Now see, she is told to enter, but before entering the palace, qil, it is told to her by the security, by, you know, the entourage, this protocol. So it is told to her. Enter, enter the palace. So before entering the palace, there's a big stream, water, and so forth. And when she entered, when she saw it, hence when she saw it, the Bilkis, so she thought that it is water. So that is what she thought, it is water. But what it was, وَكَشَفَتْ أَنْسَاقِيهَا And then she exposed her calves. You know, above the ankles you have the sack. Sack is the calves. And she picked up her dress. She picked up her izar or whatever she was wearing at that time. So you know when the lady goes to the beach or she goes to the river and now she wants to play. So she will pick up a dress or a izar and a certain portion of the calf or the shin as they call it. So S-H-I-N. So that became was exposed. Remember in that sharia it was permissible. In our sharia it is haram. That you can't say that you want to go and propose to a girl, but she must start showing you her calves. She must start showing you now her arms. She must start showing you her hair. She must start showing you this and that. So that you can only see the face and that also and the hands. Hands meaning from the wrist downwards. So that also the boy and girl who are strangers to one another cannot be alone. لا يخلون رجل بمرأتين إلا وثالثهما شيطان. Never is there a male and a female, but the third party there will be شيطان. So we should always remember that the third party will be شيطان. 
So therefore, the girl's father, Hamahram, or brother, brother meaning, elder brother, elder brother meaning, that not some five-year-old boy and seven-year-old boy, someone who's sane, mature, balik, and so forth. So that is to protect her integrity. This boy must not take advantage of the situation. So that is the beauty of Islam. So nobody can use this verse and say, no, that at that time that the men, they saw her sack and her calf, so it means it is permissible. Therefore, I'm giving you this explanation. So she thought and assumed it is water and she picked up her dress and her calves were exposed. Call Nabi Suleiman alayhi salatu salam told her, Innahu swaruhum mumarradun, that this is the palace, and it is mumarrad, so it is so pure, and it is, you know, so straight, and it is so transparent, min kawarir, and made of glass. So it is so smooth, mumarradun, so it is so smooth, min kawarir. So then she realized that this is not the water, but it is the reflection of the water. So how she was deceived here, that she thought it's water, but this was smooth, smooth glass. And that was the reflection she was seeing. Me and you, today we get deceived. You must remember, you see, in the masajid, that many a time they have big, big glass doors. And it is cleaned so nicely and properly. When we are walking, sometimes we walk straight in the door. So therefore, it's always good to put some signs there and so forth. So people know that this is the glass door. Not the, Sometimes you don't pay much attention. So people get injured also sometimes. That is just in our time, I'm saying. In those days, you can't make a comparison to the palace of Nabi Suleiman, alayhi salatu salam. Qala innahu swarhun. So this is a palace. Mumarradun, and it is so smooth, and it is so beautiful, that you looking at the reflection, and you don't realize that this is min qawarir, that this is made of glass, subqarur, qarura bottle, you know, so made of glass. Now she realized that I'm deceived here with these worldly things. It means I'm even deceived in my worshipping. That instead of worshipping the Khalik, the Creator, the Malik, Allah, Jalla how can I be so foolish that I'm worshipping, she's thinking and reflecting and wondering, that worshipping the sun and so forth. Call it, she said. Rabbi inni zalamtu nafsi. Oh my Allah, I have wronged myself. I have wronged my soul. This is a big lesson we should learn. Today's world, all of us who are alive physically here in this world, we're mobile, going here, there. We all commit sins. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Kullukum khattaoon. Each one of you is a sinner. Wa khayrul khattaeen at-tawwaboon. And the best sinner is the one who makes tawbah. That the hadith in Mishkat Sharif. So what is, what am I saying? I'm saying, we all commit sin, say, yes, I am guilty. But what today's human being does? They apportion the blame to somebody else. No, this person influenced me. This person told me. My friend told me. My parents told me. Remember, oh, we try and justify the sin, Allah forbid. So that becomes very serious. Let's just take an example. 
Nabi Adam alayhi salatu salam committed a mistake. You never translate it as a sin. The Quran Sharif says, Fanasiya Adamu. Nabi Adam alayhi salatu salam forgot about the prohibition of eating from the tree. Walam najid lahu azma. We did not find that he made an intention of firm intention. And all Anbiya alayhi salatu salam from Nabi Adam alayhi salatu salam to Sayyiduna wa Habibuna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa they all are ma'asum and they are protected from all vices and sin. So yes, mistakes can be done. Now, that was a mistake. And so, and he begged Allah. What did he say? Here you see Bilqis, the queen of Sheba of Sabah. What she said, she's singular alone. Rabbi inni zalamtu nafsi. Oh my Allah, I have wronged myself. Ya Allah, I have committed major, major sins. That is i'tiraf, confession, and admitting to one's wrongs and sins and shortcomings. Nabi Adam alayhi salatu salam, our spiritual father. Sayyidah Hawa radiallahu anha, our spiritual mother. See both of them, the dua they decided. What did he recite? Qala Rabbana Zalamna Anfusana We have wronged ourselves. Wa illam taghfil lana If you don't forgive us. Wa tarahamna And you don't have mercy on us. Lanakunanna minal khasirin Then we will be from the losers. So that is what he's saying. Remember that that is Nabi Adam alayhi salatu salam. So this is mentioned in Surah A'raf, chapter number 7, Surah number 7, and verse number 23. All Allah Jalla mentions it. So each one of us, Surah 7, verse 23. Daily we read Salat. Before we make Salam, it's one of the Sunnah du'as to read. Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu asked, Ya Rasulullah, which du'a must I read after Tashahud at-Tayyat, after Salawat and Durud Sharif? The Master, alayhi salam, taught Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq, read, Allahumma inni dhalamdu nafsi dhulman kathira wala yaghfir, wala yaghfiru dhunuba illa ant faghfirli maghfiratam min indik warahamni innaka antal ghafuru rahim. So various types of du'as like that can be read. Ya Allah, I have wronged myself. You forgive me, Ya Allah. There is none to forgive me except you. So admission. But shaitan committed a major sin. He defied Allah, Abah. Was stuck, but his pride, arrogance got the better of him. Expelled from Jannah, never to see it again. An everlasting curse, and everlasting Jahannam he will be. So that is the big lesson we all must learn. Rabbi inni zalamtu nafsi wa aslamtu and now I become Muslim. So the announcement of Islam came that time and there previously wa kunna muslimin that we submitted and surrendered so our heart was inclined already to Islam but the declaration announcement took place now. Ma Sulaiman, I believe in Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam and whatever he believes in lillahi rabbil alameen in Allah jalla wala the rub the sustainer nourisher of all the worlds. From here we need to understand three lessons. Lesson number one, did Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam marry Bilqis? The Quran Sharif is silent on that. The authentic ahadith is silent on that. It's mentioned in certain books of tafsir and history. So we don't have definite concrete evidence regarding that. Some ulama have written it, so we don't reject it totally. But remember, we can't prove it conclusively as well. Similarly, with Nabi Yusuf alayhi salatu salam and Zulaikha, 
Nowhere in the Quran Sharif authentic hadith is it mentioned they got married. But it is mentioned in the books of history and some commentators have mentioned. So same issue there as well. If some ulama mention it, fine. But we can't prove it 100% conclusively. So that's the second issue. Third issue, daily we are committing sin. So beg all, may Allah, Jalla to keep us steadfast on Iman. And therefore we read Surah 3, Surah Al-Imran, verse number 8. Rabbana la tuzikulubana. O Allah, do not let the hearts get deviated, our hearts. After you gave us guidance, Allah grant us from your side the mercy. You're the best of givers, Ya Allah. Give us what we need. We Allah, that is halal and you good for us. And then we make the dua to die with Iman. We'll go from this world with Iman. Nabi Yusuf alayhi salatu salam, Surah 12, Surah Yusuf, verse 101. Tawaffani Muslima. O Almighty Allah, let me die as a Muslim. Wa alhiqni bisaliheen. And join me and unite me with the pious people. May Almighty Allah let us die with Iman and Islam. Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillah. Ya Rabbil Alamin